So you want to become part of the supply chain world. Welcome to it. It's a big and growing world. Get educated young, get educated old, transfer from another business type, or really get your career going. Today, we're going to talk to a special guest that's going to tell us a little bit more about what to take as your next step. My name is Chris Joslin, and welcome to Jaws Bites. Well, welcome again, everybody. This is Chris Joslin coming to you as your host from another edition of Jaws Bites. We welcome you as always and are sponsored by iLevelLogistics.com, an internet website designed with you in mind to be part of a community to forward the thinking and, and help people establish more of an educational background and a uh, recognition of the importance of supply chain industry, transportation industry in the world today. Those for professionals in the industry, and those for laymen that are interested about why and how things are connected out there. We uh, attempt on a very much a daily basis to get aggregate information, get it out to the public in general, put videos and audios together, podcasts. You can go to my Jaws Bites, that's J-O-Z, and then space and B-Y-T-E-S uh, YouTube channel to subscribe and get these podcasts, which is interviews and educational things about transportation in the society today. We encourage you to do that. We encourage you to go to any any podcast platform you want to to get a, a audio rendition of the same and join the community. Join the fun. This is this is something that is one of our biggest goals is to get out there, get the news out there and grow this community. So welcome aboard again and I, I can this is episode number twenty I believe of this YouTube channel, and today we have a really special guest that's that's going to be with us for a few minutes, carving some time out of his busy day. Um, Mr. Dave Porter, who some of you may know that name. He's been in the industry for a number of years, a little bit longer than even myself, and he has been a mentor to me over time, as a matter of fact, and a tremendous acumen in the, in the transportation world, in the supply chain industry, logistics industry, and has a various... Uh, breadth of, of background in different things to do with with our industry. You know, at first, I believe he started as an entry-level sales position with a large intermodal marketing company, and he quickly climbed that corporate ladder to become president of an entire region for that company. And I believe before he left, he was actually in the C-suite as the head of acquisitions for that large company. And he, then he dipped his toe. Well, I shouldn't say dipped his toe. He kind of dove in head first into the Southern California drainage community and ran a, a nice-sized drainage 3PL slash consolidator company here in, in Southern California. And now he's venturing out into a different kind of acquisition field, a talent acquisition and placement field with Orion Solutions Group. So without any further ado, let me welcome a guest and a friend of mine, Mr. David Porter. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you what, Dave, I really appreciate you taking a little bit of time with us today. I really do. That's fine. Yeah, and, we'll do. You know, uh, I did a little preamble before, before you came on screen here. People actually in our industry probably know your name. Uh, you know, they, who is that guy? He's, he's 
world famous in logistics, but, <laughs> but, but ultimately you've had quite a vast breadth of experience. And I think that those that watch and listen would want to know a little bit about that. So please go right ahead. Oh, well, thanks, uh, Chris. I've kind of been a, a niche player in a few different niches, but I think in logistics, one of the things I try to share with people is you can have a really great career being kind of good in one of the many niches of logistics. And um, when you get tired of a niche, you can move on to another one because they're all pretty closely related. Uh, yeah, so I was with Hub Group for 25 years, did a lot of different things from uh and I'll start out as a, a street sales guy, worked myself up through management and uh, ran uh, their Los Angeles office for a number of years and uh, ran their San Francisco office. Uh, they asked me to run their um, managed transportation group out of St. Louis, uh, mm -hmm. which is a TMS based uh, solutions type of uh, product. Uh, did that for a number of years, along with their uh, had responsibility for their um, uh, their national truck brokerage program. So uh, did that. Uh, left them. You were for involved in their acquisitions as well, weren't you? Yeah, I, I did some uh, M and A work for just a short period of time, but it was really interesting. Uh, I, I did that. Um, my my background educationally was in finance, so you know, and, I, and I'm kind of a finance buff, anyways, from an investment standpoint and that type of thing. So, oh, maybe so that you can give a us a tip or two before you're gone today. Yeah, I should probably give myself some tips. Stay away from crypto this week, okay? Oh, well, I wish you would have told me that a couple of weeks ago when I was full in on Dogecoin. Oh, <laughs> That'd be another good podcast. Yeah, exactly. So I, I left Hug Group and um, uh, to be CEO of a trucking company here in Southern California, uh, now known as RDS Logistics. And uh, they're really a large domestic drain I uh, have a couple cross stocks, do a lot of uh, retail, LTL consolidation, local, regional, uh, dedicated trucking. Uh, did that for five years. Uh, I've been a, a partner in Orion Solutions Group, where I'm speaking uh, from right now, for almost 10 years now. I was a silent partner. And Orion Solutions Group, uh, based out of Detroit, a lot of finance and accounting projects, recruiting, uh, that type of thing. And mm -hmm. I thought there was an opportunity to do the same thing in logistics. Gotcha. So you're kind of focusing on, on that kind of uh, industry now. Yep. So we, we opened an office in Southern California in Brea across from our old Hub Group office. In fact, I have a, a lot of Hub Group alumni working here. And uh, we service the logistics industry. And so we work with a lot of carriers, um, uh, 3PLs, shippers of all sorts, uh, kind of from the management level, a lot of sales roles on up mm -hmm. to the executive level. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Kind of like a different form of acquisition, right? Acquisition and placement of talent. So you're kind of like a talent agent, right? Yeah, Isn't that kind exactly. of what it is? Yeah, yeah. that's what I am. Yeah. 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 You know, back in back in the early '90s, when when we were first working together a little bit, uh, I would have it would have been hard to see our industry overall as kind of coming out of the background because that's what it feels like these days. I think it I think the 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 space that you're in with Orion is becoming more and more important. Because the industry as a, in general is just getting larger and larger, more detailed, big data involved, everything like that. So I think the positioning is excellent. And 
I don't know, maybe you can talk a little bit about your thoughts in terms of, you know, the logisticians out there versus the the old school transportation companies. And maybe you're, are you focused on both or are you looking at one versus another? And because I know there's income differences between between different types of categories within transportation as well. Right. No, that's a great question. Um, so things have evolved a lot. And um, it, for example, you and I went to Western Michigan University. They now have a very strong supply chain program. Yes, I heard that, that actually. That that did not exist when we went there. We won't say what year that was, right? <laughs> uh, it is an area, um, and, and uh, another thing that I do, I'm on the advisory board uh, for the supply chain program at Cal State Fullerton, and right. uh, I, I, I teach a graduate level class there. I will be this fall. So you've got uh, one more title to your name, adjunct professor now, right? There you Is go. Yeah. 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 That's so awesome. Logistics management 426. So, um, and it's, it's amazing. You know, it used to be that um, I, I think the kids coming out of school, you know, they wanted to be like investment bankers and, and, and this type of thing, but there's, a lot of innovation and, and neat stuff that's happening in logistics and supply chain now. So it's a very technology oriented type of um, discipline. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you and I started in it, it just, it just wasn't that way. It was, it was right. papers, uh, you know, uh, you know, you had your, your grid papers to write rates on and oh, it yeah. was just cards and all that faxing things back and forth fax was state of the art right and so so now uh you know it's about blockchain is you know a lot of people talk right. about it not enough right. people are doing it yet but it's starting to grow one of our good clients right. is is on the blockchain uh in fact See, I, I think that right there is actually just starting to get the attention it's going to it's it's going to really change dramatically once people understand it because it's a it's one of those technological changes that is you, you kind of got to read a, a few white papers to grasp it properly and understand what the heck it's going to do for you in terms of transparency and security kind of at the same time that's exactly it yep transparency yeah. and security a immutable record uh, exactly. Of exactly a chain of custody uh, and, and it's it's really going to drive a lot of efficiencies and and it's going to be really good for everybody I think but you think about sensors on every pallet or every carton and every product for that matter and what Amazon has done in terms of people's expectations for real-time information and to get almost instantaneous delivery same day or next day is kind of the standard now right Dave, there was a time when uh, when I, if somebody told me that you could get a package same day, next day, I'd have gone, okay, that's possible, but you're going to spend so much money doing it that it'll it'll take you out of the equation in, in terms of competition. And now, I don't know about you, but, you know, I hit the button just like everybody else and expect it. Yeah. So, and and that's translated all throughout the supply chain. That's just kind of the standard now, and you need to be able to do that. And so the old ways of doing things uh, won't get you there. And it's all about technology and connectivity and, and partnerships, really. Yeah, that, that's yeah, I think that's a very good point. And I, I think that, you know, if we wanted to, we could go down the technological trail in terms of conversation. But I, I, I would like to kind of refocus on 
what I think is kind of an important building block before that. You have to have the talent, you have to have the personnel to get into this type of business in a way that, that is both high tech and high touch. You know, you, you've got that whole spectrum in our, in our business, you know, the drivers, the, the touch point for all your customers. And I think a lot of the, a lot of the people that I've been listening to lately and getting feedback from are on that side of the field because there's so many regulations coming at them, so many changes coming at them that they're kind of lost in the woods, but from my, and it, it may take a generation for all this to change properly, though things speed up so much, it probably won't take that long, but I think it's an educational thing. I think the, the kids coming out of college university and, and people continually refreshing their understanding of things through programs like this are what's really important. Yeah, I, I think you're you're exactly right. I think that, you know, there is value in the old school, if you want to call it that, understanding. I mean, there are fundamentals that will probably, uh, for the foreseeable future, be uh, forklift drivers. There will be dock workers and there will be truck drivers. Now, we can argue that it will be eventually robots and autonomous trucks okay. and all that type of stuff. But what I, what I tell uh, the students that I work with you know, they say, you know, how do I get into the business? You know, how do I learn? And I say, you know what, rather than getting that job as a waiter or a waitress or at a pizza place or, or whatever, work in a warehouse, drive a forklift, right. drive a yard truck and get that, you know, that, that, that front line view of what transportation is all about. Because at the end of the day, it's about moving cartons. And so get close to that, get that experience. And I can tell you that if you do that, and, and when you get out of school and you start interviewing for different positions, being able to relay that you understand how a warehouse works, what happens in a yard and, and shipping activity and stuff like that, that's going to give you an advantage. I think that's a good point, Dave, because a lot of people go into their educational years looking for that academic you know, very much, here's the formula, here's the paper, here's the methodology for doing something, but there's no practical application for that. And I think the blending of those two is hugely important. Right. So, right. yeah. And, and your, your counsel that you were talking about at, at the, uh, uh, I forget which, which I think is Cal State, right? Cal State. That, that, yeah. So that is that partly to encourage those young logisticians to get out there and, and maybe take the thing they don't want to take to get a, a, a real transportation feel in the industry? Well, yeah. So I, I really have two goals with that. So here we mm -hmm. are. You and I are speaking here in Southern California. Right. I would, I, and I tell people all the time that this is the, the best place in the world to be in logistics. With these twin megaports, Long Beach and Los Angeles here, multiple airports, two major railroads, untold numbers of warehouses, transloading centers, 3PLs, freight forwarders, custom brokers, truck brokers, all kinds of trucking companies, parcel companies. The list goes on and on, and there's just untold thousands of positions out here of people doing this. And you know what? You can make really good money doing it. So mm -hmm. I think it's a shame, especially in Southern California, for anyone to graduate from college and not have a really good understanding. Because even if you don't go into logistics, logistics impacts you if you're in the world of business. Actually, it, it impacts you just as a human being. If you have stuff on your desk, it got there from a truck at some point, right? Right, right. But 
for all business managers and people in accounting, finance, business management, you should have a good understanding of logistics. And again, to go to school in Southern California and not do a, a port tour or go down the railroads or see how all this stuff works, shame on you. You should walk away from an education in Southern California and have some, right. some level of mastery of this because you've got the home field advantage to really learn this stuff well. You know what's interesting, too, is is you get a real appreciation if you go on a rail uh, terminal tour or a port tour or something like that. You get an incredible appreciation for just how detailed and how big some of these business the industries really are. I mean, I, I remember when I was in, in sales to beginning uh, with the Intermodal Marketing Company as well and how my favorite times were taking tours of manufacturing plants or warehouses Right. And just being kind of in awe at at all the detail what's good. But on on the flip side of that, Dave, I think that the the systems are awfully fragile. I mean, things that happened this year with with all the this last year with all the the, the COVID stuff that went on and the Ever Given and what happened in the Suez Canal and you can you know, or the the bridge over the Mississippi right now with a crack in it. I mean, all right. these things show very succinctly how quickly and how balanced this whole network really is. But to your point, Southern California is the center of all this because it's not only such a huge consuming area, it produces so much in, in through the international ports, both land and uh, ocean ports, everything comes into and out of here. So yeah. that's not gonna change for you know longer than we're around. Right. So I think your point is real valid. And just, just to hit on a subject you mentioned a, a few minutes ago, the the kind of salaries involved in this industry, certainly entry level is entry level anywhere. In Southern California, you're going to get a higher entry level than other places just because cost of living is so high as well. But some of the reading I had showed that the the kind of average wage for logisticians was in the $70,000 range. Oh, right now. easily. Now, now yeah. there's a wide variety there, and certainly the logisticians in the federal government get paid more than some of the ones in the private these days. But But overall, I would think that that is an incredible, incredible target, not only for students coming out of college, but for people that are looking to find jobs as this economy revives itself through a company like yours. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, it is uh, an amazing opportunity. I think a, a lot of people, uh, like you said, it kind of happens in the background a little bit. A lot of people aren't aware of it. And in my work with Cal State, um, I, I just want to make sure the kids are aware of those career opportunities. And um, I, I've been a, a guest lecturer now for a few years there, and I love to show them all the different opportunities within logistics, because in within logistics, you're not just necessarily moving freight. Like you mentioned, there's M&A people, uh, mergers and acquisitions people. There's accounting people that specialize in. In fact, I, I have some searches for that right now and finance people and new roles that are, you know, fintech, for example. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, Things are evolving and changing, and the demand for these types of people is just off the charts right now. In fact, all throughout supply chain, uh, everyone knows that there's a shortage of truck drivers, right? right. But ju just dock workers. I mean, you cannot find people just to load and unload trucks right now. Uh, or, or anywhere within supply chain, there is a real shortage of qualified individuals. Yeah, that in its... 
I think that's going to be ongoing for a while. I know things swing in different directions depending in, and certainly the transportation industry for the category you're talking about, the dock worker, the truck driver, that kind of thing. There's a lot of other industries that, that push and pull on that, you know, those net employee volumes all the time. Part of it is always, you know, pay variances and things like that, or work hours, a lot of the, you know, ELD situation, hours of service stuff impact that. Certainly the the drug and alcohol clearing houses showing very succinctly how how that industry has got to be changed. It's got to be safer, all those kinds of things. But some people look at all the necessary regulations going on in our industry as far as that high touch point, that that cross-border transportation, all that kind of, when I say cross-border, I mean cross-state transportation. They look at that and they say, do I really want to do this or do I want to go put up wallboard for somebody building houses, right? Right. And so when you're when you're looking for people to fill roles, are you looking outside of the industry to try to bring people in that have, like you said, fintech experience that can adapt themselves to things in logistics? Or I, I, I don't know. Do you do you do you look primarily at the management level things or do you look across the board? And I mean, I don't think you're dealing with truck drivers. Um, so we specialize really on in management and leadership uh, on uh, for the okay. most part. Uh, we are looking for people that have a logistics background because um, as you're doing a good job educating everybody right now, we speak this language that is foreign to a lot of people, right? Um, and, and many it is of us, definitely and it, a different language. <laughs> it, it's always hard, you know, if you're an intermodal person, you know, try showing up at a cocktail party and explaining to people what you do for a living, right? I mean, oh, it's kind of like, you know, you've been in that situation, right? So we, we, we speak this, this special language, and uh, even within recruiting, the people that we hire at, at Orion Solutions Group, these are supply chain people, you know, because in order to talk to people like you and other qualified people, you need to speak that language and really have a firm understanding of the su- subject matter, you know. Uh, right. So people are looking for people that have had exposure to logistics for the most part. Yeah, I, I do believe, though, that as this continues to broaden and the awareness of 3PL and logistics and supply chain and all that just becomes bigger and bigger, I do think that some of these things like you talked about a few minutes ago, blockchain and the fintech you know, side of things, all that creates a scenario where outside talent is going to start migrating toward this industry in a way. So and they'll have a lot of an they'll have a lot of acronyms to learn that's for damn sure but 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 it's still that's that's so it's interesting to me because what you're telling me and I didn't really realize this that you kind of got both things you're focused on you're focusing on certainly from a business aspect you're focusing on uh the smart lane for Orion Solutions to be in to to bring talent in at a certain level but on the other side, with your your teaching and your adjunct professor side, you are also teaching people at the starting end of this to to get in kind of and get their feet wet and see a, a different kind of picture, but not necessarily come in at a management level, obviously. No, no, to, to do it differently than that. So you've got both sides taken care of, and that's that is uh, I'm I'm really uh, uh, admire that. I really do. Oh, that's, that's excellent. So to kind of answer a, a question you had earlier, you know. You think about people outside a supply chain and that are more established in their careers and, and how do they get into it? 
What we see happening a lot is uh, you work for the ABC company and you're in the finance department or you're in some other type of department and somehow you migrate over to, into logistics within the same company. We see a lot of people getting exposed that way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it makes sense. It's going to have to happen in a way. And, and you know, obviously, if there are positions out there that need to be filled and, and you're spending a lot of time looking for the correct candidates, I mean, it's not you know, it's all supply and demand in, in a different way, certainly. Yeah. But you, you mentioned a little bit ago that, um, uh, you know, being in Southern California is kind of the center of the universe in terms of logistics, et cetera. And the ports are, are one huge aspect of that. And I know that you've, I'm sure, been following the, the congestion at the ports and a lot yeah. of the things are going on there. I think the other day, I think it's down to like nine, nine or 10 anchored ships yeah. off the coast there. But it was it was in the 30s not too long ago, if I remember it was correctly. in the 30s. It was in the 40s. And yeah, it was crazy. And, you know, keep in mind, you know, we're running into Memorial Day. And so typically close the month, you know, you start to get a little bit of a push now. It starts to pick up a little bit business wise in terms right. of domestic transportation. But this is a slower time of the year, you know. And so yeah. Yeah. In, in April. To see. You know, the rails putting in uh, peak season surcharges when in most years they're discounting their product because they Correct. have such surplus capacity to think that we're out of capacity now and we're just now starting to run into the summer and then peak season. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens, you know, both on well, the water and just domestically, because, um, you know, the capacity is just not there. And then you can well, see they're what's so intertwined. I mean, they're so intertwined as well, especially in Southern California, because I, I know between, you know, Port of LA and Port of Long Beach, between the two, it's, I don't know, 18 million TEUs a year or something like that right now. Right. And I, I do know that Long Beach has increased a huge amount. Actually, 2020 was larger than 2019 for them. But I was reading something oh, the yeah. other day and it, it said for, I believe it was for every eight imported loads, there were three exported loads. Yeah. And the other five were all empty. Yeah. Going out. And, and, you know, and going this, back to Asia. What's being exported is junk. It's like waste paper and stuff like that. It's not. Well, some, you know, some grain and pork bellies but, and things like that. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. But it's but, not necessarily of the value that some of the stuff that's being brought in, unfortunately. Right. So that kind of, even though that ratio seems really bad for us, it's even worse than that because the dollar value of these exports versus in, imports creates yeah. even a larger trade deficit than what it what it seems like. That's and exactly. of course, the rates for coming back from Asia are higher than they have ever been by a factor of three or four, it seems like. I think it's almost exactly four times what it was a year ago. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I, I've always been more focused on the domestic side than the international. But again, knowing that they're intertwined, I kind of look at both of these things. And it's funny because one of the there's so many pieces to the supply chain puzzle. I, I've said this in podcasts before. I love the term supply chain. I think it clearly defines what our industry is really about. It's just this long linked system, and it is only good as the weakest one of those links, right? And each one has its own little definition niche, as you said at the very beginning of this podcast. They all have these these distinct you know, parameters that they work within. And there's so many opportunities within those. Yes. And 
And in a time like this, where there's so much correction in the industry going on, it's a great time to be in the industry. Great time it's to be in it. The best. Yeah, yeah. It really it's is. the best. And, you know, the other thing I would share just from my um, recruiting standpoint, and, and you know, we, we don't want to talk too much about technology, but for people, the, the people coming out of school right now, they kind of have a certain advantage because they're very adept with technology and, and they're familiar with it, comfortable with it. Um, right. But to remain relevant, you know, as you get into your late 40s, 50s, 60s and, and beyond, you got to stay on top of, of, of the technology and, and keep your skills fresh and keep refreshing yourself, educating yourself. Um, don't get stuck in the same job for too long that uh, doesn't challenge you a little bit intellectually because, you know, it's grow or die. And, mm-hmm. and and you have to do that, or you'll you'll be one of those people that because you've been around for a long time, you've got you've gotten a number of raises over a number of years, become very disposable. But if you retain valuable skills, you won't have that problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that goes right back to circle back around to what we started talking about at the very beginning. You've got to keep yourself fresh, whether you it's can. through and and there's a million ways to do it these days, right? You can it. it during downtime, you can just learn little bit, bits and pieces of the industry by doing something, listening or watching something like we're doing today, or just going to, I'll just plug it right now, go to ilevelogistics.com, and you can see aggregated news from all over the industry to just get you bits and pieces of what you need to be fresh about. But to a deeper degree, I think it's really intelligent to not only be aware of the technological changes, but and you don't have to be first in, you know, you, to be first in, you got to kind of know more than anybody else. And that's not always necessary, but to be on the same train with those people, so to speak, and, and understand what's changing and understand that email is kind of not the main form of communication anymore. Just right. like, you know, right. the phone was before, you know, it's things change. You've got to change with them. And uh, I, I think if there's one message that it sounds like is coming out of this discussion, it's that. Yeah, I, I think you've got to refresh yourself. And like you said, self-education is key. And there's a lot of things that you can do beyond college. Um, you know, uh, like you say, y- your, your site is fantastic to get a quick view as to what's going on and just kind of scan or, or you know, pick up what you're interested in. There's a lot of YouTube videos. A lot of the big 3PLs have some great kind of demos of their technology. And so you can stay fresh that way. Um Apex, uh, CSCMP, a couple of great organizations. They can take you on, you know, you mentioned you like going on tours and stuff like that. I took a tour to the Hyperloop place in uh, Los Angeles. Oh, did Angeles. you really? Yeah, which was really cool. They'll huh. get you to uh, an Amazon warehouse so you can see what's going on there. They'll get you down to the ports and you can stay on top of what's really going on out there. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think that um, it's it going to be interesting too because I think there's going to be kind of a hybrid change in the way people educate themselves anyway. I mean, you can you can see a lot of things coming from the, I, my family is full of professors and academicians and, and that's that's wonderful. And there's there's a, a big mindset change in how to, and of course, COVID pushed a lot of these technologies forward as well. Right. Which is why we're doing this on a Teams call, right? Yeah. So, but, but I know I read, I read something the other day about Prologis having a community workforce initiative that they've, put together with, um, I think it was the Association of Supply Chain Managers, and their whole goal is to have 25,000 
uh, jobs filled through certifications with their program in the same kind of thing we're talking about by yeah. 2025. So these are coming out of the woodwork all over the place. And, you know, I don't know which one's better or worse at this point. All I know is that if you're, if you're a professional in this business already, or if you have interest in becoming a part of this industry, then these are things that are essential. A hundred percent. And it, it, you see this in other places too. Uh, I was hiring, um, we, we have uh, our own developers over at RDS Logistics um, to, to code this, some proprietary software. And it's very hard to get developers. I mean, that's another area that is extremely impacted right now. And it's very, so there were like three levels of people you could hire, right? That, that had some experience or, or, or had the, the requisite skills. There were people that had computer science degrees. Those people did get the most money. Uh, there were people that uh, went to like a coding boot camp. That was like the next level, which Second is a tier. whole innovation of education. You know, you go somewhere right. for 90 days, completely learn a, a new skill from scratch and you and you leave and you have massive demand for your talents already. And then the next step under that, which, by the way, still hired out at $100,000 a year, was self-educated. And you can go to YouTube and all these different, uh, you know, self-education platforms, Khan Academy and that type of thing. And you can teach yeah. yourself to code and you go out and get yourself a coding job. You know, yeah. it's, 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 a, and, and it's a very unique, you know, a lot of people are very pessimistic about the world and the place that we're in right now. And I really feel that it's a time of unlimited opportunity for everybody, but, and it's just out there and it's free and anybody could grab it and improve their station in life. And I think it's a very exciting yeah. time. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think back to when you and I were getting educated, undergrad educated and the way we went about things and in between visits to the, the local tavern that is, yeah. <laughs> but, but there just wasn't any way to do what you're talking about. No. And, and so I think one of the, the great messages for this kind of conversation is that if you're young and looking to get involved, whether it's this industry or another, I mean, I mean, we're talking specific about supply chain and transportation industry, but this, this could be a discussion around almost any burgeoning industry today is get yourself, define where with the lane you want to be in and educate yourself for that. Get outside education where it's necessary and certifications are required and all that kind of stuff. Get the, get the, um, I don't know, the, the time spent in an industry from a Dave Porter or a Chris Joslin for that sake and learn from them. Right. But then teach yourself the rest because there's yeah. a lot of ways to do it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think it's an exciting time to be in this. Sometimes, especially <clears throat> getting into the age category that I am, I go, okay, what direction should I go? What, what should I do next? And all those kinds of things. But I find myself, even at this age, looking at some of the things just that we've talked about today and others, and I go, wow, it, there's all these exciting things to do. Well, I, and you know what, Chris, it's just a frame of mind. And, you know, we've talked a lot about college age kids and people entering the business. But one of the messages I want to really get across is, you know, for people in their 50s and beyond. I mean, and, and I mentioned it before, stay relevant. Um, it's, you know, don't get we find ourselves as as recruiters um, having to fill roles. And, you know, everybody wants somebody that's 
familiar with the latest trends in the industry and has energy and is engaged in the business, right? And nobody wants somebody that's just coasting and, and looking mm -hmm. to have a paycheck until they retire. You know, right. nobody is calls me and says, Dave, I'm looking for somebody that wants to do that. I need somebody just to <laughs> fill a spot until until they retire. Um, and it's all about energy. And I would say for those that are later in their careers that, you know, the, the foundational uh, uh, education that, that you've received over many, many years, mm -hmm. um, many of these people are at the very top of their games, right? So if they can maintain their health and their energy and they stay engaged, you can really have an impact and really do some cool things. And it's never too late to shift. And one of the things I love about logistics is if you're a little bit bored, I mean, you've done it a number of times. Hey, I'm a warehousing <laughs> guy. Hey, I'm a trucker. Hey, I'm an intermodal guy. Hey, I'm an international cross-border guy. You know, there's so many things and they're kind of related to each other a little bit that uh, a lot of times you have opportunities to switch it up. I've done it a number of times as well, but even stayed with the same company or certainly within the same industry. And it's a, a unique industry that, that provides that kind of opportunity and it keeps it fresh. And, I, and I've enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, I think that's a, a great final word for this. I really do, because you know it doesn't matter whether you're young and just getting into this and you, you take a class at Cal State Fullerton, and get that that educated started that education started that way or whether you've been in another industry that's looking to change because i don't know maybe you can't work at a restaurant anymore because they're closed definitely i don't right. know but you know there's there's so many things going on in supply chain in, in the logistics world there's so many opportunities and sometimes you have to it doesn't necessarily have to be a step back but a step over yeah uh, and and again age is relative and I think that I think you hit it on the head, Dave. If you have the energy to do this energy and you have the willingness to be engaged, then you're the person that's going to get that job first. Really? Right. Yeah. Because if, if you set side by side between somebody that's looking to to play out their last five years or somebody that's looking to to jump in and learn and change and grow, you're going to pick the second every time. That's right. So that's right. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, Mr. Porter, I really, really appreciate, and so does my audience appreciate you coming aboard for just a few minutes to discuss this this subject with you. I'd love to have you again another time, and we will go off on a on a deep rabbit hole about blockchain or something. At we'll that talk time, about but... Dogecoin, all right? Yeah, uh, thanks, yeah exactly. and, and Chris, I want to thank you for everything you're doing for the industry. Your uh, website, you call it aggregated, I call it curated because it really is a nice collection and, and it's just, there's so much that you can read and we are all getting all this stuff in our inbox. It takes forever to decide, what am I going to read it? If I just go to your site, I'm like, good, this is kind of what I need to know. And it's really been helpful. So thanks so much for that. That's great. I appreciate that. And hey, um, looking forward to getting with you next time real soon. All right. Thanks, Chris. Have a good one. Take care. Well, hey, everybody, thanks again for tuning in to this edition of Jaws Bites. It's, it was uh, wonderful to have Dave Porter as a guest. Looking forward to seeing you on the next particular Jaws Bite where we'll have, I'm sure, another interview or something hopefully that you can sink your teeth in, educate yourself, self-certify, as we talked about in today's podcast. Please uh, go ahead and go to any of the podcast platforms of your choice. Give us a, a review if you can. Go to our, our YouTube web uh, channel. It's Jaws Bites, J-O-Z, 
space B-Y-T-E-S, and see your favorite podcast there. Start from the beginning, start from the middle, start from the end, start from just the interviews, whatever you want, but uh, join the community, learn more, and I look forward to seeing you next time. 